Hello and welcome. You're listening to the You Do Root podcast, and I'm your host, Allison Cullen. I'm a mom with a background in business and counseling, but I've always been tapped into the more woo-woo side of everyday life. I'm here to take you on an exploration of your spirituality, give you helpful life hacks, help you on this evolution through motherhood, and give you a weekly dose of useful woo. If you need your cup filled, your mind expanded, and you want to increase your manifestation abilities at the same time, you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Welcome, you guys. It has been a wild four months. Wild. I just took a little bit of time this morning to go back and review the past four months of episodes and life and what was going on. I did do a year in review for 2022 a few episodes back. I think it was episode 125. So that was interesting, but I'm trying to once a quarter now sort of do a quarterly review. So I went back and looked at my journals and my calendar and my podcast, and it's been a crazy four months. If you're new to this world, definitely go back and binge some of the old episodes. But if you want to start just with the episodes from 2023, they're really great so far. I will say the first episode of this year, episode 118, was all about my vibe for 2023 and my intentions. And it's a little bit nuts to go back and listen to that and think about it and see how much of what I had set out to accomplish in 2023 has already happened. Like I need to make a new list. It's a little nuts. Anyways, that was a really great episode. Um, I shared a lot of personal stuff with you guys. I shared, I think in episode 121, it was with my guest, Ashlyn Wilson. We discussed spirit babies, the trying to conceive journey, fertility, miscarriages, all of that stuff I shared in that one. I had a miscarriage in December, actually on my birthday, on my 39th birthday. And that was a hard way to start out <laughs> year 39 that I talk a little bit about more about that in the spirit babies episode. And it's really good. And because of that, I was actually able to do quite a few things in December that I wouldn't have otherwise, if I would have been pregnant still experimented with some really amazing psychedelic medicine that wouldn't have happened if I was pregnant. And that I think honestly created a just path. It like bulldozed a path for all of the changes that have happened in my life in the past three, four months. So to give you a little update, we have moved across the state to the Hill Country. My husband is still working in Dallas, um, so he will stay working in Dallas and take jobs as he needs to, just because that income portal is still open for him and he's taking jobs that he enjoys. And he's also going to expand that to other locations and other 
other income portals as well. The goal for both of us is to each have like 10 income portals because it's so fun and it's great to not put all your eggs in one basket. So that's the goal. And we're both on our way to doing that, but just moving. I actually recorded a podcast episode yesterday with my friend, Anastasia Jones, who's a reflector. I actually had her on this podcast, episode 129. We chatted about her being a reflector her whole life. She's a branding coach. She's freaking genius. But I got to chat with her again yesterday after moving. And it was pretty cool too. I didn't need validation. I've had validation the whole, (laughs) every day that we've been here. It's just like, oh my God, we get to be in nature more. It's quiet. The people are kind. My daughter's very happy. She's a reflector. So her environment is such a big deal. And she's so happy. She spends so much more time outside, not inside in air conditioning and under fluorescent lights and just stuck to a desk. She's living her best life, which I would move anywhere to make sure that she's doing that. So that's sort of what we did. But it's been pretty crazy. And looking back at some of the different conversations I've had that I've then aired on this podcast, it's pretty magical because not only did I set out intentions and my vibe for 2023 at the very beginning of January, but the next episode that I put out 119 was with Amy Edwards, who I freaking love. You guys have to go listen to that episode. She is so amazing. She also lives in Austin. And that's one thing I'm really excited about is being closer to Austin to be able to have, um, like tap into that community. There's a pretty awesome woo woo community (laughs) there. And, um, you know, I just want to reconnect with Amy, reconnect with a lot of my friends there and I have family there and it's just so nice to be close by. Episode 122 was with our You Do Woo resident therapist, Megan Colsing. Dude, she's great. And she's got a lot of new offerings coming up. She's actually training inside of DSGC this week. So if you're a DSGC member, make sure to hop on that training because she is, I've already talked to her about what else she's talking about. And it's so fantastic. You're going to want to tune in, but definitely listen to that episode and connect with her. Um, if you're looking to up-level your life in some way, um, whether that means moving or opening up new income portals or calling in new business or whatever you happen to do or opening up a new you know, career, my employment contract with God episode is really awesome. That's episode 123. So Oh my gosh, there were so many good. I just have to talk about each of them. I'm sorry. If you're new to this world, this is great because you can just pick a couple of these and go back and listen to it. So 123 was the employment contract with God. 125, I did my year in review for 2022. A little late, but I did it. And I'm going to keep doing that and probably do quarterly reviews as well. Um, 126 was a very popular one. That was my love letter to my daughter, Caroline. So that's a tearjerker. 127 was a conversation with one of my private coaching clients, seven-figure business owner, Stacy Jones. She also has a podcast. She's really great. 128 was with my dear friend, Joyce Stone. She has a best-selling book about anxiety, and that conversation was really great. 129, I already chatted about Anastasia Jones. She's the reflector and the branding coach. And 130 was really cool. My girl, Julie Solomon, was on the You Do Woo podcast. 
She's a visibility coach, and I'm actually going to be on her podcast in a couple of months this summer. So that's pretty exciting. She's sort of a big deal. And then 134 last week was a re-air of my conversation with almost 30 podcast hosts, Lindsay Simsick and Krista Williams. We recorded that over a year ago, but I wanted to re-air it because a lot of you guys are new to my world and haven't heard that conversation. And it was so juicy, so good. And I was moving last week and did not have any bandwidth to record a intro or episode or anything. So thank you for your patience with me doing a re-air, but I wanted to pick a really good one. Um, Today's episode is really fun. This is exciting because I think we recorded this either in January or February. So it was a while back and Rochelle Smith actually lives in the DFW area. So when I lived up there, we met in person. And so this is my first ever podcast recording in person. Took us a little while to figure out the technology because we're just used to doing everything on Zoom, but we figured it out. I hope the sound is good for you guys. And Rochelle is really awesome. Um, So this was another fun one. I did a pod swap a few weeks back with Ashley Ann of the Bad Ash podcast and it went really well. So this was another one of those pod swaps. So we recorded once and then we're each airing on our own shows. Rochelle has an amazing podcast called Emotional Mastery. She is so great at teaching about emotions and regulating your nervous system. And she is very, very well-versed in human design and even more so astrology. Well, I mean, she probably knows more about human design than I do, honestly. And she is also an astrology expert and knows quite a bit about gene keys and all of that too. So definitely if this episode resonates with you, connect with Rochelle. I'm going to put her Instagram handle and her podcast episode in the show notes below, but send her a DM and just give her a a thank you for, for coming on the podcast. Rochelle's awesome. Um, we've hung out a few times in person and we will again in the future, especially once I go visit up in DFW, but she's great. She's amazing. She's a member of alchemy. She is so talented and very gifted in reading astrology charts and human design charts, and honestly, gene keys and and all of the other things. So enjoy this podcast episode and I'll see you on the other side. You know, what's crazy is that one of the things we said we would talk about was like nervous system regulation. Mm -hmm. And that's been my number one thing that I'm focusing on the past like three weeks or so. Mm -hmm. And normally having technological difficulties would have been like, oh my God. Yeah. Like I would have been so anxious. And I'm just like, this is fine. It's not a big deal. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember when I first met you, October, 2021, Mm -hmm. that that was like your main, I mean, that's still your main thing Mm -hmm. is like your emotions and human design and whatever. And I was just doing human design coaching, but literally not applying like that kind of stuff and the embodiment to my own life. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I didn't start doing that until April or May of last year Mm -hmm. and really not like the daily practices of it until December. Yeah. Like 2022. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, it was like always starting. I, I had so much work to do myself Mm -hmm. that like the business and everything was just 
I feel like I wasn't getting traction because I still had so much to unblock mm-hmm. within myself. So that's mm-hmm. why that was such a main focus for me. Um, but yeah, it's been this momentum like over the last few months where it's like I felt like, okay, I've gotten to a place where I now like believe all the things, mm-hmm. right? Like I believe that I can. So now I'm starting to feel the momentum. And for me, it's been a lot of, and I know you do a lot with manifestation, mm-hmm. right? And I feel like I finally figured out the formula. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy how it happens, right? It's just like, it's just something clicks and I'm like, wow, what do you feel works. like? So what do you feel like was the thing that clicked or your, mm-hmm. your formula? Yeah. So I've done the to be magnetic work mm-hmm. A, mm-hmm. a few times and I feel like everybody has like different ways of manifesting, right? Mm-hmm. And so I would listen to all the things, um, but Lacey's like, there's pieces to it. I'm kind of like iffy about, but the formula of unblocking, aligned action, and oh my gosh, what's the last expanding. one? Expanding. Yeah. Yes. So I feel like I was really bad at expanding. Yeah. Like I would follow people, but then that click of like, I can do that too, mm-hmm. was never quite there. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what's clicked in place recently where yeah. it's like, because I consume so much information. I'm mm-hmm. always listening to podcasts. I'm always like following people. And I'm I like- I wish we had our human design charts printed out I was out just thinking about that. I, ha- I mean, I can pull it up on my- Yeah. Yeah. Because you have- um, I have an open crown and Ajna. Okay. Which so we're we're you have everything else to find? Um, no, I don't have a solar plexus to find. And I do. So we're like a nine and no right now. And uh my root is open. So mm. I have an open root, mm. open solar plexus, open crown, and open ajna. Is your well, I need to see yours. Yeah. I'm just gonna make sure this is on. Oh. Do not disturb, because I don't need people texting me. <laughs> Mine's on my laptop, which is all the way over there. Here's my genetic matrix. You know, I'll just go to. Oh, of course. When I when I restarted my phone, it has this all what like is that my human design. Oh, and there you go. App. <laughs> it's not in here. Anyways, I have it. Okay, pretty much. Well, yeah. If you want to put yours, because I don't think I have your information in mine. So if you want to put in, and then I can do like our combined charts. Yeah. That way, you can see both of them at the same time. So yeah, so that kind of clicked together for me. And then have you heard of the CD like series, um, Your Wish is Your Command? No. Okay. So I think it's like Kevin Trudeau is the guy who... Heard of his name? Yeah. So he was part of... He keeps saying the Brotherhood. And I don't know if it's like the Freemasons, but it's all these secret society people, these members like that come together. I mean, like kings and queens. Was that mine? That was not mine. I tried to do not disturb it. Um... So he put together this 14 CD series. It was like a live event. And uh-huh. he explains like essentially manifestation. It's like the stuff that all these secret societies know uh-huh. that create wealth and create happiness and create joy, but they don't tell anybody else. Right. It's yeah. like because they want to keep everyone else suppressed. Yeah. Is, is the yeah, yeah, yeah. So him and all these other members came together and are basically sharing these secrets. Yeah. And it's like he talks about getting to know like there's five like basic principles um, I have it in my phone. It's over there. Um, and it, he's like, just get to know them because once you, the fifth basic principle is to master the four, yeah. you know, the four ones. And yeah. so it's, who do you, who do you listen to and why, mm-hmm. who are you listening to and why? Um, and then it is uh, your willingness to change and your willingness to learn. So it's a teachable teachability factor. Yeah. Um, and then the other one, I literally forget every single time, but it's basically about your skills, yeah. like learning new skills, like reading. He always says like reading is leading. Readers yeah. are leaders. Yeah. And it's like, um, and then the fourth one is um, the four steps. So it's unconscious incompetence, conscious in- or unconscious incompetence, conscious incompetence, conscious competence, and unconscious competence. Okay. It's like the cycle of like how you're, first you don't know anything, then you know that you don't know anything, then you act like you know something and then it just becomes, mm-hmm. right? It's like that repetition and emotion. 
So I just feel like all of this combined mm -hmm. is just clicking in a yeah. really cool way. But like I never. Yeah, that's mine. So open. Okay, cool. I have a lot open. More open than not. Yeah. For a generator. So yeah, you have an open mm -hmm. crown like me, which is like for a while I got a little down on myself for consuming so much information. Uh -huh. And then I was like, well, no, I have like I need external inspiration. However, there was until 2022, I think I wasn't taking the actual information and giving myself space to implement it, uh -huh. you know? So that was my big thing, my big yeah. deconditioning yeah. for the crown. Well, and I had to absolutely take a step back from human design for a while mm -hmm. because I found like, it was like everything I was like leaning back on it. It was like, oh, it's just because I have an undefined juice mm -hmm. or oh, it's just because this. But like, I could not get a grasp on my my emotional authority. Mm -hmm. I was just like still doing things impulsively, like still running because I have an open root as well, or mm -hmm. I have an undefined root, right? So it's like that pressure. Yeah. So, oh, we create an eight, eight and one. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Pretty that's so together. cool. <laughs> totally open. Crap. Yeah. We have like the opposite. Yeah. Because you have the defined G and, and ego. I don't. Mm -hmm. We and we both have, and I have the the Ajna. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. One thing um, for me last year. Two was, I think my main lesson, two main lessons. One, the first one was taking literally every single challenge that happened and being like, okay, not like not going into victimhood or martyrdom and being like, okay, there's a reason this is happening. Freaking sucks. And what can I do to learn from it? Having a podcast helps because you're like literally able to turn around and be like, well, this happened and here's what's going on mm -hmm. so far. And obviously you don't learn everything all at once. Yeah. But it always gave me, I felt like there was some purpose to everything bad that quote unquote bad that happened. So that was like the first thing. And then it was a matter of like making space to like contemplate bad things or good things or whatever. Like I for a while was just like packing my calendar, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. having kids, it's hard because that's just yeah. all consuming all the time and you have two. Mm -hmm. So it's, that's twice as much, but all consuming all the time. And I wasn't giving myself like any, any blank space. And it wasn't until July last year when we went, we took a family trip to Portugal and I was off for two weeks and my business like blew up and mm -hmm. I wasn't working there. Yeah. And I was like, what? Re like what? And I think that was God showing me like, Hey, you like, there's a beauty to like actually freaking living, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And not just like, I love working. Yeah. Pure generate, like I freaking love it. It lights me up so much, but that was a shift that I needed where it was like, okay, you need to enjoy other things in life other than work. I wasn't a workaholic. I turned it off every day at like four. Mm -hmm. Um, I wouldn't do anything in the mornings. And it was just, I needed to, that to be like, to prove myself. I think I was all, always just in scarcity mode. Like we're just conditioned. If you don't work eight to five, you're not going to make any money and you're not going to be able to support your family and blah, 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 blah. So I needed that. And then it was like sort of a game the second half of the year. Like, okay, how much can I, can I clear my, my schedule and my calendar and I probably pissed a whole bunch of people off, like being like, nope, nope, nope. Or like, I need to reschedule this or I'm deferring this or I said yes. And now I'm saying no and whatever. But, and then since I gave myself so much blank space, when I started to fill it back up 
that was when my like nervous system was like, ah. mm. and I'm, it's still the thing I'm working on and it's not perfect, but like just today I was like, dude, old Allison would have like with the technical difficulties, mm -hmm. I would have just been like, Oh my God, I don't know how a, <laughs> a lot of anxiety and yeah. stuff. So you're a, what are you? Uh, Six, you're six two. Okay, six two. Yeah, sacral. Yeah, I was having that conversation last night too, because like I think it's that six line is very much it is that perfection thing, mm -hmm. right? Where it's like we want to be the role model, because mm -hmm. I find that too. It's like, and I think it's that that root, just getting used to that root pressure and mm -hmm. just being like, no, it's okay. Mm -hmm. But I love like being able to look back in hindsight and be like, wow, I would have reacted so differently mm -hmm. to this, you know? I think like my thing is, and love and money is always connected. Mm -hmm. Like I, I fully understand that because my thing is always love, right? Mm -hmm. Like I have my traumas and whatever from relationships. Mm -hmm. And so that like kind of seeps into everything because mm -hmm. that's your self-worth, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely was thinking about that. And I have, uh, are you a Leo? No, Sagittarius. Okay. Sagittarius. I don't know why I thought that. Um, but I have the Leo moon and Leo rising too. And the Leo mm -hmm. doesn't like to, the Leo has that perfectionist element yeah. to it too, right? Because it shines and it wants everybody to see it. And so it's got to be like perfect and like yeah. fit the role and stuff like that. So yeah, it's a really interesting process. Yeah. And one of the things that was also in the, the CD thing, you can find it on YouTube. I'll okay. link it in the show yeah. notes as well. Um, but he talks about like when you're manifesting things, it's like there's different ways you can manifest, right? You can be super specific. You can be general or you can just be like, I just want to feel good. Universe, mm -hmm. whatever is going to make me feel the best. And he's like, that should always be what you're chasing. Yeah. You know, it shouldn't be the numbers. It shouldn't be the car. It shouldn't be the like whatever. Those things will come if they make you feel good mm -hmm. and if they're aligned. And he's mm -hmm. like, that's how you always know when a manifest manifestation is really close. Because mm -hmm. it's going to be like the next day you feel that like the day before Christmas, right? You feel mm -hmm. super excited because you know the gifts are coming. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt. Mm -hmm. You just know it. So yeah. it's like when you are in alignment with that feeling is when you can call things in. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's really interesting because, yeah, I still have, I still have some shadows around money and I'm just like working through mm -hmm. that, but it's like, I feel more excitement. Like now when I feel lows, it's interesting. Cause like when I used to be at emotional low, it was just like, oh my gosh, it was like super victimy. Right. Like and that 1222 does get really victimy. Yeah. And so I'd be like, oh, nothing's working out for me. Or like, why is it? And you know, it would take practice to get myself back up. But now it's like when I hit a low, there's also that element of like, what's on the other side of this, right? And it's like reframing when something bad happens. It's like, oh, what's next? Or um, an example that that guy gives too is like, if I if my tire blows on the highway, right? It's like, for him, he's like, now I'm like, okay, this is awesome. Like, who am I going to meet, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, where is this taking me? Or maybe it's even just making me not go two more miles mm -hmm. where I'm going to get into an accident, right? Mm -hmm. It's just having that full trust in like the universe and what's yeah. coming next. Yeah. So... That's so crazy. Yeah. Wait, you have the 1222? Uh-huh. I have 22. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yours is unconscious? Yeah. I have the 1222. So I always, it's so funny because like, so my conscious personality uh, is, is a emotional manifester. That's the okay. only, that's the only conscious channel I have yeah. is that 1222. So it's just like, I literally like what I work, I have a, I have a friend that we like, we used to like collab a little bit with or like mm -hmm. co-work, I guess together, like via zoom. Cause she's got a defined ego and I just like to tap into mm -hmm. that and mm -hmm. get like all yeah. motivated. Um, but she's always like, she'll be, she'll, we'll like start doing something and I just manifest her the fuck out of mm -hmm. it. I'm just like, I go, go, go. But then I hit a wall because it's not how I'm actually designed <laughs> to work, right? But that's how my mind thinks I'm supposed to be doing things. Yeah. So it's always so funny. I'm just like so fast and so like initiatory and I have to pull back and be like, no, just relax. It'll come when it's meant to. You are not a manifester. Yeah. <laughs> like there's elements to it, but I'm not there. So uh, have you gone much into the gene keys 
of like mm. the the gate 22 or whatever? I have. So it's actually really interesting. And it was during this time when I was starting with the Akashic Records mm. and like all this like spiritual stuff was opening up for me. And, the, and that gate 22 is just like so beautifully tied into like he talks about the Akashic Records and stuff like that. The one I haven't got into. So I have gate 55. Um, I think it's in my unconscious. Where's my gate? 50, unconscious Venus. Okay. That like gene key has like 25 pages long. And you know, those pages are like big. Yes. So I haven't, I haven't dipped into that one, but yeah, the gate 22 is beautiful. How, okay. Love. But there's, for me, it's, maybe it's cause it's unconscious. Mm. It's very, it's very much a shadow thing because so much of it is grace. So my husband has 12 and I have 22. Okay. So together we have 12, 22 and that like, I've always been like, our marriage has been such at the beginning, it was super toxic, like mm -hmm. the first five years, emotionally mm -hmm. toxic, just because we played out past traumas on each other so much and our parents' marriages and like all, like freaking everything. And I honestly don't think we've had any past lives together. So it's this like new person yeah. <laughs> that you get to like play all that stuff out with. And then it wasn't mm -hmm. until we had our child that we started really acting as partners and being on the same team. And then, you know, we'll trigger each other to like go to how we used to act in the past or whatever. But it's like, that has been the 22 is so hard for me because that grace of like putting yourself in someone else's shoes. I think that, you know, we were raised to be very unselfish as girls and sweet and quiet and whatever. And so part of me becoming an adult and especially 30 on, like my second stage of being a six, I was like, F that. Like we can, we can cuss on my podcast, yeah, but my I just, <laughs> I was like, fuck that. Like I'm independent. I'm going to be selfish. I'm going to like just do what I want to do. Um, and then when I became a mom and then once our marriage started up leveling, then just a few months ago when I found out about that, about the gene keys, mm -hmm. like definition of it. Cause it's very different than the human design. Yeah. One, I feel like I was like, shit, this is like my life's work. And I don't like, what is that? I, you, I feel like mm -hmm. you know a whole lot more about the conscious versus versus unconscious. What me having 22 as unconscious, how's that different from your, yours? being conscious. Well, I mean, anything unconsciously is your body feels it versus your mind, right? Got so it. it's like when it's conscious, it's, you have to get out of the ego, yeah. right? Because it's like the yeah. ego that attaches yep. to it. And for you, it's your unconscious earth. So that's just like, that is how, that's going to be what grounds you. Yeah. So, so hard. <laughs> it's so hard because I have 39 years of yeah. like making sure I take care of myself and I put myself number one. Mm -hmm. Well, well, yeah. And it's in the second line. It's in the hermit. So you want to like come back and like ground into all those qualities, not mm -hmm. so much. Like once you're being pulled out, it might mm -hmm. feel more uncomfortable for you. And it's just like running on auto autopilot. Dude. But yeah, that's interesting. And I, I'm just like thinking astrologically too, like that earth. I mean, obviously it's, it's the earth is going to be opposite the sun, mm -hmm. right? So there's always going to be like lessons. Oppositions are going to be like more challenging mm -hmm. or there's more lessons there to be learned. So it's like, you know, like the sun earth, yeah, it's your personality, but there's always lessons. Like mm -hmm. your conscious earth in the gene keys are going to hold like some of your biggest shadows. Mm -hmm. Between that and then the unconscious Mars, I think mm -hmm. are your two biggest shadows because your core wound is from your unconscious Mars. Mm -hmm. um, so for you, it's gate seven there. Um, yeah, and 
with the whole idea of grounding, maybe I just need to reframe it in that way where it's like, hey, this is actually going to help your nervous system. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like being able to step into that grace, that feeling of grace and like putting yourself in someone else's shoes. (laughs) And maybe you just find it in meditation. You know what I mean? Because it's like, I feel like when you can tap into that space, like it's so easy to have grace yeah. because you're just, you're in your higher perspective. Yeah. You're not in the, in the body and the, the 3D, you know, yeah. it's like so much easier to come at it from that lens. I'm trying to think like how my, cause I have 29, gate 29 in my unconscious earth. And it's the worst because like, I'm constantly like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, but then it doesn't work for me like that. Right. Yeah. I have to remember, like, I don't have to commit to everything, but it's like, Honestly, like I have always said this too, and especially in relationships, it's like doing something for somebody else, like their excitement and their joy out of me doing that thing, like genuinely brings me so much joy. Mm -hmm. But then in the long term, then when it becomes like uh, somebody's taking advantage of it or Mm -hmm. always asking for the same thing, then I start getting bitter. But it's like in the moment, I genuinely get lit up Mm -hmm. by doing things for other people. So I have to like understand and discern that individual and really mm-hmm. get their energy and trust their energy. You know, like I'm, I'm doing an intuitive and psychic uh, development program right now. And a lot of it is just like coming back to that space in your body. So even just like, it's such great practice, even with dating, right? Cause it's like, I'm talking to these people um, and there's, and I'm just noticing how my body reacts to them, you know, yeah. and I'm like they could appear to be the kindest person and we could get along really well, but I'm like, mm, my body doesn't like you. Like, it's yeah. still awkward to, like, have that confrontation because, like, I don't want to, like, ghost people, but I don't want to ghost people because I don't want to be ghosted. Yeah. So I'm trying to practice what I preach type thing. Yeah. So then still that conversation of just, like, this doesn't feel good to me is kind of uncomfortable, but. Dude, I bet mm-hmm. dating at our age is it's such really a different hard. experience. You know, it is because I've noticed, like, people are especially, I don't know. I feel like I've been going for younger guys lately, mm-hmm. maybe because they're still in that phase of, like changing Becoming. and this is my own like mindset thing too but it's like I feel like when I've found people who are you know 36 to like 40 it's like you've had all those years of whatever trauma it is that you're holding mm-hmm. right and so it's if you're not doing the work actively at that age it's so much harder to mm-hmm. to change yep. and if you talk about like attachment theory right if you're a dismissive avoidant and you're 37 38 39 40 the likelihood of you becoming secure is just yep. unless you're actively doing the work it's yeah. pretty much not going to happen and so just like noticing those patterns. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's really interesting. But just I remember dating different guys in my 20s and, I mean, drinking mm. so much. And you can't listen to your body yeah, then. Yeah, no, you can't. And you're like, well, mm. yeah, you look hot or you're playing a guitar or whatever. <laughs> but like I couldn't tell, hear whether my body was saying yes or yeah. no yeah. to well, are you that person. Are you on birth control now? No. Or, okay. Because I got off birth control in February. That's and, another thing. Yeah. You're more intuitive. Huge. When, yeah. Huge. Like the shift and being a sacral being too, like I think it's just like it literally let my sacral mm-hmm. go, right? It, like let it like open up. And so my connection with my body has like just completely transformed mm-hmm. since then. And so then it makes it easier when it comes to other people too because it's like now I'm able to choose better. I'm able to feel into my body better. And now I'm not drinking. So mm-hmm. it's like even more um, – yeah, it's been a it's been a whole process because a lot of people be like, oh, you want to go for a drink? And then I'm like, oh, I don't drink. But like, if you want to find somewhere to go for coffee, mm-hmm. and then a lot of times I get like crickets. But I'm like, you know what? If that's like, man, if that's your requirement for yeah. hanging out is to have an alcoholic beverage, then I mean, like, I get it. Like, I get it. I, yeah. I did it for years. It's, it just made it easy. But like you said, you know, like, 
there was one guy, the first guy that I dated after my ex-husband, we went out, I got drunk, first date, slept with him first mm -hmm. date. I don't do stuff like that, mm -hmm. but like I did on that one. And I literally, cause our, like as women, we are connected. Once we have sex with someone, mm -hmm. it's like 18 months. Yeah. It literally takes 18 months to like get the energy and everything mm -hmm. out of us. And so I was like so trauma bonded to that guy for like over two years. Mm -hmm. Like I still have feelings for him. It's yeah. that intense, right? Yeah. And it's, it's like over three years later, yeah. but it's just wild. Wild. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what you were saying about dating younger guys. Okay. I wait, how I just turned 39. How old are you? 36. Okay. So I feel like people, uh, most of my mentors are younger than me. Mm. And I really am trying. And sometimes when I like coach people older than me at first, I was like, Oh, I feel weird, you know? Mm. But the weird thing is, is I think that some of the younger people these days are actually older souls, Yeah, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that, you know, you and I met through the almost 30 group and they're both younger than me. Yeah. They're your age? I think they're 34. One? Okay. I think. So a little younger yeah. than you. Yeah. Um, and I was like, at first I was like, this is so weird. But then I was like, whoa, they're very wise. Yeah. Like what? Like, I wish I would have been this way at 33, however, mm -hmm. however old they were then. But I really am finding that like I'm working with a bunch of like 35 year olds or younger and they're so wise. And I don't know if something happened in like, well, 1987 was when human design was yeah. founded, <laughs> but I don't know if there was some kind of shift in the world, like in 1987 or so. I'm finding that people born then or, or after are like much more wise. Mm -hmm. So there you go yeah. for that. There's yeah. not a problem with dating a younger guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. No, there's not. Like I find it, there's, there's definitely like an excitement that's not there otherwise. But mm -hmm. then also, I think there's also an element of just like, they still have life to live. You know what I mean? They don't mm -hmm. necessarily want to settle down at like 28, 29. I yeah. found like, I found 28 to be too young. 32 seems to be the sweet spot yeah. for me. With 32, it's like they've kind of, they've gone through their side in return. Yeah. They're getting a little bit more secure in who they are. Um, and so it seems to be just like, they're more like on the path and, mm -hmm. and, and I feel like they're so much more open to all of what I am yeah. about, right? Like the spirituality and stuff like that. Like, so it's just, yeah, it's really interesting, but I absolutely agree. Like kids now, and especially like you think about like our kids, right. Mm -hmm. Who are like growing up watching, like I meditate every day and my mm -hmm. kids see that I have a podcast. I talk about, you know, past yep. lives. Like my kids came to me on mother's day and they're like, we're so glad we like chose you for this yeah. lifetime. You know what I mean? So oh it's like, God, so yeah, funny. like growing up though, it's our kids generations that are really gonna be changing things too. Yeah. And it obviously starts with us because if we weren't modeling that for them, if we weren't trying to like break the mold and break the programming, but there's still, you know, there's still a lot of kids out there that whose parents are not there. So yeah. we still have a lot of work to do, but I know my sister is a child therapist mm -hmm. in Austin. And like, she obviously doesn't tell me all the details and everything and can't talk about names and things like that. But she talks about scenarios sometimes and I'm just like, Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Um, one thing I was going to ask you, Oh, one thing I did want to talk about for sure with you was this like new paradigm shift. Mm -hmm. And I know we learn a lot of, depending on where you get certified in human design and stuff and where that circles that you're in, um, there's different ideas on it. And I think that even the founder, Ra'aru, who has different, you know, some of that stuff was like a little bit intense and scary mm -hmm. and whatever. What's your like take on what, what shifts are going to be yeah. coming in the next few years? So I feel like I fuse it in with like, have like the human design, like, raw base knowledge of mm -hmm. like what 2027 is going to be out. I find the whole autism thing like absolutely fascinating yeah. and just like it, it aligns so well. He talks a lot about like food mm -hmm. and so like being plant-based, I'm kind of like that really is intriguing to me. And I was just listening to it the other day and he was talking about how our bodies are only meant to digest uh, fish and fowl. Yeah. Like we're not supposed to like consume red meat, like yeah. all that stuff. 
Um, and then I mix it in with like spirituality, right? And like energy, like energy work or energy healers that I've worked with that just, it, just, it but it all aligns, right? Mm -hmm. Like any sort of spiritual text you go through, it's just like this, it's all shifting into this new paradigm. And I think like looking at manifestation and finding things with ease and flow, like that's what it's about. It's like coming back, you know, everything is like in cycles, right? So mm -hmm. it's like a lot of like the Atlantean themes are coming back up mm -hmm. now, right? And it's like that technology and the abuse of power and technology. Mm -hmm. And some of it can be like super like doom and gloom mm -hmm. where I'm like, mm, you know, like. I can't go there. Like yeah, I know. <laughs> like Mother nature is going to have enough of us if yes. we don't like get our shit together. Yeah. But so I try, I mean. I try not to go there, but then also it is a reality, yeah. you know? So do you have a divine, you, you have a divine spleen too. Okay. Yeah. 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 Do, um, I have heard ob obviously in the human design circles, but also in other, it wasn't almost 30 podcasts. I think it was Aubrey Marcus mm -hmm. had Dr. Zach Bush on okay. and they went through all of the DNA upgrades that COVID mm -hmm. was going to bring. Like if you have COVID. Yeah. Um, and they he talked about the spleen mm -hmm. as a chakra center going away, like literally evaporating because of COVID. That that was going to be like one of mm -hmm. the main precursors yeah. to that. Um, and the different I don't know if we don't aren't like the spleen as an organ if we're not going to need it at some point mm -hmm. or if it's going to be okay. replaced in some way or or transform in some way. But I remember learning about that through some human design teacher that the spleen wasn't going to be around forever. Hmm. Um, because well, we weren't going to need it. I think it's the oldest it. awareness center, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, it's the mm -hmm. oldest one. And then it morphed into the solar plexus. The solar plexus is mutating. So it kind of makes sense. Mm -hmm. Do you know, like, so Karen Carrie Parker, like all of her stuff, like she doesn't have the 37, uh, 40. Oh. Do you, have you noticed I that? Studied I haven't studied mm. with her. I all. haven't either. I just noticed like all of her material, all of her logos and everything doesn't have that, that channel. So is that one that's going I, away I don't first? know. Like I would be curious. I haven't, yeah, I haven't gotten that, that in depth with it. But so for people who don't know, I mean, I've, I don't know that I've talked about this on the podcast before. I think I've talked about it like with one-on-one -on -one clients, the whole autism idea mm -hmm. of like more and more and more people mm -hmm. having autism. Um, I know what I, like, I'd love to hear your, your take on that. I know what I have heard is that more people are going to have it, but that's going to be sort of a beautiful thing in deconditioning from people pleasing yeah. and not being so swayed by our emotions mm -hmm. in making decisions mm -hmm. and stuff. What is yeah. your take on that? So what I've heard Ra talk about was that basically like because the solar plexus is shifting, our our, our genetics are, are, we're mutating, right? Mm -hmm. And so he says that there are men now that have a specific DNA strand or whatever it is um, that is basically what children in 2027 are going to be born with. Mm -hmm. And so men are being born with it now. And so when they're reproducing, those children who have that genetic coding are presenting autism. And it's really just because their consciousness is further advanced than we are now, mm -hmm. right? So it's like they don't need to speak to communicate. Mm -hmm. And so because we're so, we speak, we make noise, we, all these things, it is overwhelming to their system because mm -hmm. they're picking up on everything, mm -hmm. not just what we say. It's what we feel, what we what we think, like all that stuff is what they are receiving. And so it's just overwhelming. And so, of course, like we label them as being wrong or mm -hmm. there's something wrong with them or, you know, I mean, label aut autism, right? And mm -hmm. so it makes a lot of sense, right? Like that... Yeah. That it, well, like my, w what is like that happening going to do for human evolution, I guess, mm -hmm. in your yeah. eyes? Well, if you look back to like Lumeria, which is like the, one of the first civilizations, mm -hmm. right? It's like, I had a podcast episode with Lauren Aletta and she talks about um, how during the time of Lumeria, we didn't speak. 
it was one consciousness. Mm-hmm. So it was like we kind of swam together like a school mm-hmm. of fish, you know, mm-hmm. like I lo- she used that analogy. It was so beautiful. And then during Atlantis is when like the ego started developing. Mm-hmm. And so it's like if we're talking about like cycles, we're kind of going back to the space where we don't need verbal mm-hmm. communication, where we're getting to a consciousness space where we can just like feel each other and understand yeah. each other. And even if you look at the spiritual community, right, like everything that we're trying to develop into, we're developing our intuition, we're developing our psychic abilities, we're understanding our body and like mm-hmm. feeling others, right? So it's like going back to that. Yeah. It's like we're going back to a community of people that don't necessarily need words. We just like feel into each other, yeah. you know? It's like you hear stories of somebody who, um, I heard on a podcast, it was like she forgot a specific tooth toothbrush or toothpaste or something like that and she just like thought it on the plane on the way to her parents and she got to her parents house and mom was like oh you forgot i bought i bought this yeah. toothpaste for you right yeah. and it was exactly what she was thinking and it's like she was communicating with her mom yeah. unknowingly right and it's like we're and th- it's happened before where it's like you'll think about somebody and oh call. dude all the time or i think about like you, i mean what's manifestation right like i want a bronco okay yeah. and then you get it right yeah. it's like our do you mind. want a new Bronco or an old Bronco? Me? Yeah. I want the new one. Okay. I like the old ones. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I just love the, like, 80s Bronco or 90s oh, Broncos. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah. sorry. I like <laughs> I the whole – I mean, I don't – yeah. I don't know. But, yeah. So, um, <laughs> I have, like, my whole manifestation. Like, the specific one that I want. But, um, but, yeah. So, it's like we're going back to that, that collective consciousness. Yeah. And so, with autism, I think they don't necessarily need the verbal communication, but yeah. they're in a they're they're born in a place where that's necessary, and so it's confusing. So then, and then of course, everyone around them is is getting them help and telling them that they're wrong and telling mm-hmm. them they have developmental skills, and you know they're very smart in certain areas, mm-hmm. but then they're really overwhelmed in other areas. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I also think that they're going that group of people. It's growing, but is going to be able to solve a lot of our mm. problems for our environment and hopefully us all staying alive as a human species and all that kind of stuff if we're meant to. Yeah. Um, I definitely feel – I mean, don't you think Elon Musk is autistic? I don't know. I feel like – I don't know enough. Honestly, like I don't watch the news. Like I don't – I know. I, yeah, I know. Like I should, I should be more informed, but I always feel like I'm like if I'm supposed to know it, I'll know No, it. I'm exactly and, the same. I've just listened to some podcast yeah. episodes with, with him on it and I'm like for sure he is and I – and hopefully he'll be able to help. <laughs> help yeah. Out. yeah. Um, one thing I was going to say is with the like feeling, oh my God, that's been like the hardest thing for me. Cause like as a six, two, I'm, I'm super in my hermit mode a lot mm-hmm. of the time, which is nice and feels comfortable and it's good. And I don't, I'm not in other people's energies too much, but I have a reflector daughter. Yeah. And so what are your kids types? They're both generators. Okay. One's emotional, one's pure. Okay. Um, and then, so like even freaking in the morning, like if she wakes up, usually she sleeps till like six 30 or so, but like this morning she woke up at four 45 mm. and I was already awake, but like having my coffee time and chilling and reading and at stuff. Four 45. Oh my gosh. I just, I go to bed at like eight and wake up at like four 30. That's just my, I'm an old woman and I love it. And I don't want to be any other yeah. way. Um, I started doing that when I, took a year off drinking and I was oh, like, yeah. oh, I'm just going to keep doing this yeah. and it's the best thing ever. Um, so like she could definitely, I was in the back room far away from her room, but I knew she, she um, was awake and I was getting ready to go get her, but I could already sense myself being like, just anxious, being like, she's not going to go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get your alone time. She's going to be tired by the time she goes to school. The whole day is off. She's not going to go to sleep well, da, 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 like all this stuff. And, um, 
I had before I went to, she wasn't crying. She was just knocking on the door like, hi, I'm awake. Mm -hmm. So I took a few moments just to calm down. And I was like, I can't, like, I have to calm down Mm -hmm. or else she's like not going to go back to sleep or not be okay being awake. So that was, that's been like a literally daily thing for me. Isn't she like so excited by life? Oh my God. Like, that's I mean, what they she's say a toddler, so it's, yeah. she's three, but yeah. I'm starting to see it mm-hmm. now. Um, and the like variety of things she's interested in is nuts. Mm-hmm. And watching her act totally different around mm-hmm. different friends, whether it's like a two-year-old or a four-year-old or my parents or like she acts very different around, around different people. Yeah. For the first three years of her, or three and a half years of her life, mm-hmm. we've just sort of, you know, she goes to school and then that's all. And now she's like, I want to do this and I want to mm-hmm. do, I want to do gymnastics. I want to do swim lessons. I want to do ballet. And obviously we don't have enough time for all of those things. Yeah. And I don't want to, most of them are sort of like pay as you go. So it's yeah. not like you have to commit to a whole year. Cause like, that's a whole thing with reflectors too, is that they'll cha- be like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. So I've been careful with that, but now we have her in swim and ballet mm-hmm. and she's like so freaking excited to like yeah. go try different yeah. things. You know, does she nap a lot? Like she go to bed early. Um, she naps, but she'll like take, th- I mean, if you don't wake her up, she'll take like a four hour nap yeah. in the middle of the day, but I wake her up because mm-hmm. I want her to go to bed. Yeah. Um, honestly, pro- like if, if I wasn't so OCD about my sleep, yeah. um, I would let her take a nap as long as she wants and then stay up late, yeah. like with her dad. Yeah. Cause he is a night owl, but Currently, we're renovating a house, so he, like, goes and works on the house mm-hmm. after she goes to sleep. So she she sleeps a lot. She still takes two to three to four-hour naps mm-hmm. And then she'll go the to bed at, like, 8? And then goes to yeah. bed at 7.30 or 8. Oh, my gosh. That must be nice. My kids, both generators, they never fucking sleep. Yeah. <laughs> like, you guys. Like, they'll go to their room. Like, my son goes to bed at 8. Yeah. Um, and as long as he's had activity, like, he will knock yeah. out. But my daughter now, she's 12, so she'll just be in her room doing whatever. And with her, it's so difficult, too, because, like, now it's the devices mm-hmm. and, like, there's so much. The only channel – she only has 59.6. So she only has her solar plexus and her sacral defined. Okay. Everything else is open. So she's yeah. so sensitive. She's so yeah. receptive to like everything around her. And it's like, it really is a struggle because mm-hmm. she's just like, and she doesn't wait her way out on anything. And I'm like trying to like, you yeah, know, talk to her hard. about her design without talking to her about her design. Cause it's like, of course, mom's not cool at 12. Like yeah. whatever mom wants, I know. like we, she just goes the other way. But yeah. I don't know. It, parenting is like, dude, it is intense. <laughs> and I'm always like, Obviously, I'm a, like, slightly older mom. You had your kids. My daughter, I was 24. My son, I was 30. So that was a whole thing that I always, like, hated. I wanted to be a young mom. But now I'm like, I know why. Yeah. I know why. Yeah. That I was meant to wait. And that's the other thing for me, too. It's, like, finding a partner now. It's, like, I know that I don't want any more kids. Like, I'm fine if they have kids. Like, I would actually Mm -hmm. prefer it Mm -hmm. because I don't want to take away the experience of having a child from somebody. Yeah. So it's like when I meet younger guys that don't have any kids and like want them, I'm like, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. But I also could see myself being convinced, but I also want to yeah. be able to travel. So it's like, it's that thing. It's like, I feel like if I did meet somebody that wanted kids, like they might, they better be like the most hands-on dad where I can yes. just be like, listen, my kids are old and out of, out of here. Like I'm going to take off for a week. You got it? Yeah. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's another thing too, is I think that if I was, would have had her younger, I would have just taken on all the responsibilities. Yeah. I would have just done what my mom did. And now we do very much like 50-50 parenting. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it's good for me, obviously, because I'm like a 6'2 and yeah. I want my alone time and yeah. I don't need somebody hanging on me all the time. But it's also really good for her to see that he is, you know, yeah. doing stuff. Yeah. And it's not like, I don't, the other day <laughs> she was playing with at her friend's house and they had like a little kid style vacuum and they were playing she goes, that looks like my daddy's vacuum because <laughs> she's never seen me vacuum yeah. in my house. <laughs> like, well, I uh, we were yeah. talking about that earlier. Yeah. I have a closed G-Center, so I, mm -hmm. like, really don't care how things – I mean, I, I want to start caring how things look. Mm -hmm. How do you – do you have tips for that for people with no, a defined G-Center? I don't because, like, my house is not the tidiest. Like, oh, so yeah. nobody in my house has defined G-Centers, but okay. my kids create a 9 and 0 together, which is the most frustrating thing I will tell you because like they will fight and fight and fight. And I'm like yelling at them like, guys, 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 unless I like slam my hands on something, they do not have space for my yeah. energy. Like they don't hear me. They don't see me. That's a complete side note. But like I, so with an undefined G-Center, like I like things to be organized, mm -hmm. but I don't know if it's my 6-3 or something. Like I don't like to do the organizing, right? Mm -hmm. Like once it's organized, I love it. Like mm -hmm. I like to tidy up, like, but like actual cleaning, I just, don't yep. enjoy it, but like I feel it, right? So mm -hmm. if I walk into my bathroom and there's some dust or whatever, like my instinct isn't like, oh, I got to clean this now, but like I feel it. Like yeah. I feel like I want it to be clean. So I, I'm struggling with that and I'm like, but I do notice like when I clean my space, how much better I feel in it. Like yeah. just cleaning my son's t room today was just like, oh, yeah, it's such a relief. And what, people always ask me about that because I'm like, I think decluttering is good for everybody. Mm -hmm. But I think some people can sit down at a messy desk and do good work. Yeah. And that's how I am. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'm very unaware. Yeah. Like, I'll go in and my husband has done something to the bathroom and I don't even see it. Mm -hmm. And he gets really pissed because <laughs> I'm like not. Yeah. Well, he's a projector too. Yeah. So he likes to be seen, especially mm -hmm. when he does good work. Um, but I, like, I'm just very unaware. We, we were walking somewhere. I think we were in Bishop Arts. And there's, they have that drag bar there. Mm -hmm. And this drag queen walked by and was looked almost like dressed up as like a sexy clown or something. I didn't see her. And I just, and Kate was like, oh my God. The, and Caroline was like, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. there's a clown. There's a mommy clown. Like she was yeah. just like, and I was like, I don't know what y'all are talking about. And he was like, you did not see, like you're just in your own zone yeah. just walking. Yeah. So I don't know if that's G-Center. That's interesting. Or if I'm like, on the I autism spectrum. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> or what? No, I feel like I'm like that too. Like I, I don't, I don't like. You, I could, like, my best friend could walk into a space and, like, I just, when I'm focused on something or especially, yeah. and I don't know if it could be, like, part of that manifestor energy, right? Because mm -hmm. it's, like, I feel like if when I'm turned off, like, when I don't want to be interrupted, when I don't, like, when I'm uncomfortable in a space and I just want people to leave me alone, like, I feel like I'm invisible, mm -hmm. right? Um, I've always felt like that. So it's, like, when I want people to approach me, like, I have to go in with, like, a really mm -hmm. welcome. I, I have to more lean towards that generator yeah. opening, you know, Are you more... Like, more manifestor or more generator? No, so like, it's yeah. just the 1222. So okay. theory theoretically, but I think because my conscious mind is a pure man of, is mm -hmm. a manifestor, an emotional manifestor, I, I, I resonate more with the manifestor mm -hmm. aspects because my body is a reflector. Mm -hmm. So I notice that in like 
when I like at night, I get my kids to bed. I do whatever, whatever I have to do in the podcast. And then I get in bed at like ideally like 839 mm-hmm. and I do my meditation, I journal or whatever, but I'm in bed. Like mm-hmm. my body wants to rest, but mm-hmm. I also have to work out every day Yeah, or else I can't sleep. Yeah. So it's like a, it's just interesting to see how it all like plays out like yeah. that. That is one thing as a generator that I need to make sure to prioritize more is more movement. Because mm-hmm. like on Sunday, yesterday, oh my God, yes, yeah, yesterday, <laughs> I went to yoga and like last night it was so easy to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it's really hard for me to go to sleep even though mentally I've used all my energy, like physically I haven't used all my yeah. energy. And dude, that's what – I also don't mm, – I think that was a little bit of like postpartum anxiety because I've never had trouble sleeping before mm-hmm. until I had a kid. Yeah. And then you're well, just Because then like, you're uh, always like hypervigilant mm-hmm. of like you their hear, needs and hearing them and stuff like that. Yeah. How long did that take you to like- I honestly just like, okay, so I'm the worst because I, when I'm out, I'm out. Like I don't yeah. sleep. So I literally just this year, my son is six, uh-huh. just this year throughout his monitor. Okay. Because I don't wake up. Like if I'm, once I go to bed, like I go to bed. Okay. So unless he's like walking into my room, I will not hear him. So you just would turn on when he was younger, you turned it on like high. Literally up until this this oh year. Yeah. Like I just I think I just got rid of it in November. Oh my god. Where I was like, okay, he's old enough to walk out of his room yeah. and come get me if he needs something. Yeah. Like I don't need to be like See? listening to him every night. Cause he'll be in there like da-da-da, like singing and talking. <laughs> oh my God. I have a sound machine mm. like right by my bed, and I have to turn it up yeah. so that I don't hear like other things, mm-hmm. but I can always hear her yeah. if she's yeah. well. She's like right next to our room, mm-hmm. like her her bed is right mm-hmm. there. Um, I do yoga nidras before bed. Yeah, and that just like it's that full body relaxation. Like I know you're supposed to stay awake for them. I rarely ever make it no, the yeah. whole thing, but like it's just like gotten into that routine. And then I do it with um, attuned to the moon, so it's like it's the it's moon based. It's astrology based, oh, cool. so it's also really beautiful. Of like taking like moon and Pisces, right? And it'll yeah. guide you through a meditation, a yoga nidra that is relating to Pisces and yeah. just bring up that energy. That's okay. But cool. I feel like also you know like so movement, and it's also interesting that you, like you said yoga because like I used to just feel like if I didn't run and lift weights every single day, like I wasn't moving. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, have you tried the class? No, I haven't yet. I've heard of it. Okay. I probably should check yeah. it out because it's the embodied, like it's the. Yeah, it's very fluid. It's very feminine, mm-hmm. but it's hard. Like yeah. I did like a leg one today with bands and it was mm-hmm. only like a 15 minute one, but like I could barely even hold the poses. So I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but it's super, it's like leading into the more feminine aspects yeah. of the movement, like whether it's yoga and it's like, and I sleep just as well doing a practice of yoga yeah. as opposed to like going to the gym for two and a half hours, like getting yeah. everything in. Dude, so. I've never, well, I did CrossFit in my twenties, but that was like too much. I mainly do yoga. Like I do hot yoga because mm-hmm. I love sweating mm-hmm. and I love the intense poses yeah. and stuff. Um, and then I walk and those are the main things that I do. Um, with the class, do you have to have like a whole bunch of equipment? No. Okay. You just need um, like weights in a band or something. Wrist weights and like, and oh. you don't even need those. Okay. Like you can get those at Target for like what? Like yeah. Five dollars. Maybe I should check that out. Yeah, I love it, and it's it's hard, and I notice like the way my body changed doing that as opposed to like going to the gym. Yeah. So it just, I feel like I just was, I felt more feminine doing it, right? So my yeah. body is going to reflect that femininity as opposed to like, oh, I'm trying to bulk yeah. up and like. Yeah. Stuff. I no, mean, I like I'm, either way, but like, I just felt more feminine and I'm trying to like embody more of the feminine flow. So no, same. Um, I don't think I can ever go back to gym and like legit weight. I mean, yeah. that's some people's yeah. gym. It's I still just do it mine. a couple days a week, but yeah. it's, it's not as I, I'm more like, if I don't feel like it, I don't go mm-hmm. and I find another thing to do. It's hard for me with yoga because no, 
no yoga studios have childcare. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I have to make sure I'm not, you oh, know, God, yeah. putting my kids on my parents and whatever. But yeah. so, yeah. So yoga, I don't do it as much as I would like to, but the class just started ha- having a whole yoga section to it. So now oh, I can do cool. yoga at home. But then the dogs underneath me and yeah. the kids are jumping around and I'm like, this is anything but peaceful. Right. But <laughs> I would, I could maybe lesson. do it after I put her down, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, that's my goal for 2023 is to be like nervous system regulation, mm-hmm. emotional regulation, yeah. like above all things. Um, I find that it's gotten way better with lots of different psychedelic therapies. Mm-hmm. I feel like my anger that used to be just inside all the time yeah. and I would pop off at freaking anything is a little bit dissolving, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like for so long I had just literal like walls around my heart. Like it was like numb. Mm-hmm. And do you think – I know that the ego heart center is like – is that like the heart? Is that attached to the heart? Is that the one it's chakra center? It's both the G center and the ego. Okay. Uh-huh. Got it, it. So – when the split 1781, it was the G center split or the heart split into the G center and the ego Got and it. the solar plexus and the spleen were one. Okay. So, so I yeah. have defined of both. Mm-hmm. What are your tips yeah. for that? For like heart opening? I always like my, honestly, my thing for everyone is always meditation, right? Yeah. Cause it's like, you know, best mm-hmm. how, what your body needs. So it's like when you tap into that, um, I don't know in meditation, like for me, like that's the first space that I feel like opening up and mm-hmm. maybe it's because it's undefined that it's so easy to just like kind mm-hmm. of, it, it's like the undefined head, right? They say it's so easy to meditate and clear out because there's no, that's what opens up first it. for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, okay. And that's interesting. And you have an undefined mm-hmm. head, so that would make sense. Um, but I always like, once I can like tap into that space, I, I mean, I, I do grounding cords, I pull earth energy in there. I pull divine energy in there. Mm-hmm. I, sometimes I just sit with it and I'm like, what message do you want to tell me? What cords mm-hmm. do you need to cut? Because I mean, we have like conditioning, Mm -hmm. no matter if you're undefined or Mm -hmm. defined, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I like maybe just starting there and just getting curious and open to what that energy is, right? Mm -hmm. Like one meditation that I recently started doing, like literally recently, I'm I'm going through this program, but it's like tapping into your physical body, right? Mm -hmm. What does your physical body feel like? Um, I start with going through the chakras just to kind of like turn them on. Mm-hmm. And then I, my physical body, my emotional body, my mental body, and my spiritual mm-hmm. body. And once you can understand what each vibration feels like, mm-hmm. it's so much easier to access that. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely not a pro with that. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm starting to get familiar with it. But if you can like tap into your G center and understand what that vibration feels like, yeah. right? What that energy feels like, what it sounds like, what it looks like. And then as you're moving through, being able to identify like when that's coming up for you. Yeah. I literally feel like until a month ago, it was like, stopped at my throat. Yeah. Like that's all I could clear. Mm. And then there was like a block here and I mm. can't even be in any of my, the rest of my yeah. body. Yeah. But I feel so many people are like that. Yeah. You know, maybe you have, maybe you have a block in your throat. Yeah. You gotta like clear some cords. No, I definitely, I, I definitely do. I think that talking mm, for a while on my podcast, it was like tips and tricks and human mm. design and da da da. And now I'm like really talking about real life stuff. Mm -hmm. And that seems to help move that and clear that quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, but I have a lot, a lot of work to do, but I have to just enjoy. I think, I think the other thing is like enjoying the process. Mm -hmm. I know that that's like so overused, but. But you know what? Going back to the basics, right? Like that's part of it. Yeah. It's just like letting go. Yeah of all of the planning and all of the how I'm going to get there and all yeah. that stuff. Like I absolutely, absolutely agree. 
Like I had, I had a breakdown like last weekend. And so like last night I recorded the podcast, it was just like outing my shadows. Cause it's mm -hmm. like, if you, if, if I'm the first one to say it, you have nothing against me. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it's like, as scary as that is, like my biggest thing is imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. Like there's so many times where I'm just like, I don't know enough. Like mm -hmm. I don't, I, maybe I haven't had enough clients to have experience to have more clients. Like why would anyone want to sign me? You know, it's all mm -hmm. those, like, it's all those things. But then knowing like, no, I have spent so much fucking money on human design and like my knowledge Dude, is so vast. Like, you know so much more than yeah. me. Oh my God. <laughs> It's like yeah. all I talk about, right? Yeah. Like human design, astrology, spirituality. It's like all I consume. It's all I talk about. So then I'm like, why am I not worthy of bringing people in? Yeah. You know, and it's all in here. Yeah. It's like, there's one thing I want to jump back to if you're open oh, to yeah, it. Yeah. You were talking about like um, Zach Bush on the mm -hmm. Aubrey, Marcus Park, Aubrey Marcus and like COVID. So not to get like too, too into it. But you were saying like how it was like upgrading people. Mm -hmm. Is that what you were That's what at? they were talking yeah. about in that episode. Because I had it... Um, Gosh, I guess a year ago, actually, it was a year ago of February. And I like literally that's how I felt. I felt like my whole system, like I felt like shit for like 24 hours. Oh, yeah. Like it woke me up at three o'clock in the morning and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is so painful. But then after that, I just felt like I had a little bit of a cold and my, but my whole system felt like it reset. Mm -hmm. And it's like ever since then, like my spirituality has like mm -hmm. skyrocketed my connection with my body. And it's like that combined with getting off birth control, getting off, starting microdosing mm -hmm. and just not drinking like that. All I feel like started after I got mm -hmm. COVID. It was just wild to me. And it's like, you know, with absolute respect of the lives that have been lost due to it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm not trying to minimize any, any pain or suffering because of COVID, but like, it's just crazy. And it's, I feel like now, like the things people are talking about with, with the vaccines, it's, mm -hmm. you know, it's just, it was just like really, that was just like kept popping out to me yeah. that you mentioned that earlier and I wanted to comment on it. And I don't yeah. know if you had COVID that. Yep. I had it while we were doing the podcast accelerator. Okay. Um, I had it in November, right before Thanksgiving, November, 2021. And my husband was out of town and me and my daughter had it. And she felt bad for like 24 hours mm -hmm. and then was fine. I felt like shit for two weeks, mm -hmm. which was terrible having to take care of a two-year-old yeah. like yeah. who was not who was totally fine but not allowed back at school yeah. i was so livid of her not being able to go to school of us not being able to go out and about mm -hmm. i mean i like now they know that you could go out three days yeah. later after you have it or five days that. later yeah. they no they no i wasn't allowed to see anybody or do my husband wasn't allowed mm -hmm. to come home because he was having to get tested every before every one of his jobs and if he got it he would lose out on that mm. job and money like yeah. he's he, he he's not salaried like that's just how it worked it fucked up so much so there was like really terrible things but once and i was in a fog um i was in a brain fog for six weeks i think mm. i was just like not like not okay after that like January or February, I was started getting like all these downloads of just mm -hmm. ideas of different things, ideas for collaborations, ideas for courses, ideas for podcast episodes, like all of these things. And I was like, where is this coming from? Like, I feel like my crown like definitely got activated, yeah. um, which is good because I couldn't feel anything below, <laughs> below that. Um, but it was sort of a point – that was the point where I was like, oh, I am not – like, I don't even give a shit what other people think anymore. Mm -hmm. Do you know? Mm -hmm. So that was also the hard part because I didn't know about the Gene Keys 22 yet. Like, I hadn't dove into Gene Keys yet. So there's like a weird, you know, 
balance between not giving a shit what other people think and then grace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it's a, I guess not giving. I think you can, ca- you can not care what people think and still have compassion for them. Yes. And that didn't quite hit yet. I started being more vocal about everything. Um, not vocal, like opinionated, but just being like, here's where I am. And I don't really, I don't care if you think I'm like, I don't care if you think I'm crazy or not. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, whereas before I was like, Oh, I don't like, I just, whatever. And I got to the point too. That was when my husband and I, he never got, I think some people like he tested every week for like two and a half years Mm -hmm. and never tested positive, Mm -hmm. but he was sick several times. And I'm like, I feel like some people just don't test positive for yeah. it, like DNA wise or, or something. like I feel like they're like immune to it almost, Maybe. right? Like I I got like so 2020 was when everything happened. I started I think it was the end of 2020 because I was on I lost my job. I was on unemployment until I think October November of 2020. So I part-time started bartending, still never got it. And I mean, mm-hmm. that was like, if I was going to get it, it was going to be in a restaurant touching all that mm-hmm. stuff, you know? And I always like felt that. And then it was like, once I stopped that job, then I got it. I don't mm-hmm. know. It was like the weirdest thing. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just weird. And my kids never, when I was so sick, like. They never got They it. never. They yeah. had like, my son had the sniffles like yeah. two days before I got it. So kids I don't know if he had it. It was just assistant. like whatever, yeah. but. Yeah, it was funny because at that point, you only had to stay inside for five days. Yeah. You only had to stay out of work for five days. And so that very first day that I got it, like, my kids just knew not to, like, you know, like, they both laid in bed with me and we watched TV. And I was just like, oh, like, I couldn't even move. I was like, this is the worst. Um, But then, like, day two, of course, when I started being able to, like, move again, then they were still crazy. But we had to stay inside for five days. Like, And, of course, my, my, you know, my dad's almost 70. So I didn't want to go around him and, like, get him sick. Um, So, yeah, it was a whole thing. But kids (laughs) – but I definitely do think that was like an upgrade. And mm-hmm. and um, Cam and I were talking the other day about – I was just talking about how hard the past three years have been because Caroline was six months when COVID mm-hmm. happened. And I wasn't done with postpartum anxiety yeah. and depression and then that happened, you know. And so we were trying to like give ourselves some – like being like, look what we got through. Like, mm-hmm. you know, oh, my God, I'm going to cry. Because I was just like, that was so hard. Like, that was so hard. It is amazing that we are married. It is amazing that we actually were able to renovate the house. I, you know, like I got kicked out of my music industry job. Like all this happened. But I was like, oh, my God, what if it wouldn't have happened? Mm -hmm. I would still be working in accounting and doing Arbon and hating my life. Yeah. Like what? Mm -hmm. And dropping my kids off, my kid off at daycare for a job I hated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm like, thank God COVID happened. Yeah. Like seriously, because I don't know, like that's what, that was what was the catalyst Mm -hmm. for everything. Mm -hmm. When did you start your podcast? Sorry. I started it, um, 2019. Okay. Yeah. Nine, 10, 11. Gosh, what is this? Four years now? What, what made you start it? So for me, like, I think my journey was just, so I started it July 
2019, but I didn't tell anybody about oh, it for okay. like over a year and a half. That's sort of it cool. Was, yeah, it was sort of like, a, like that's why little... I have like 100 and I think I'm on like 100, th like this week it'll be 127 episodes, yeah. but I wasn't consistent with yeah. it. Um, I think I started doing it every week, then I would not do it for a month and I would pop back on, but it was more of like an online journal for mm -hmm. me. It was just like, I wanted to do it. And I, you know, I listened to almost 30 podcasts. Mm -hmm. I listened to like To Be Magnetic. I listened to all the podcasts that like consumed it, but I was just like, I could never do that. Right. And then one day I was just like, fuck it. I'm just gonna like, I was I was um, learning holistic health at that time. I was going to school for it. So I was like, I'm just gonna talk about health in the body. It was gonna start off as like a, a vegan podcast. Mm -hmm. Like I wanted to help people be vegan. And then I was like, ah, like spirituality was more calling to me. And then, and then so that was July. And then August, I learned about human design. No, mm -hmm. I learned about human design the same month. Mm -hmm. So I initially, I think like August, my first human design podcast was out. And I really like knew nothing about human design mm -hmm. at that point. I was just like spitting out what same. I was like reading. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then it was honestly, and then 20, so what we did 2021 mm -hmm. was the thing. October 2021. October 2021. So from May until August, I took time off the podcast mm -hmm. and I was like, but I loved it so much. So I was like, I either have to just fully stop or go all in. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of like set that in my mind and then the accelerator program came across my thing and I was like, all right, I'm going to make this work, but I couldn't afford it in full. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I was talking to Krista and she was, we figured out a payment plan. I was like, this is just like divine synchronicity, mm -hmm. right? Like it was just like perfect the way that it worked out. And then ever since then, it's just consistently mm -hmm. and like momentum and it's growing and client. It's just like crazy. Yeah. So yeah. I know there's times where I'm like, okay, am I ever going to regret this? Like mm. getting on and talking about literally yeah. everything or when my, my daughter's like 10 being like, oh my God, you know, I don't like listening to anything that I talk about. Oh, <laughs> like, how do you do, do that? Well, you know, I know my daughter's, so she's 12. Mm -hmm. So she has access to TikTok mm -hmm. and YouTube and she'll be like, oh, I saw you on TikTok the other day. And I'm like, oh, cause some of the stuff is not appropriate for a 12 yeah. year old, you know? So it's like, I need to be better about like what she's consuming yeah. in that way. But also I feel like coming from, I always try and show up in authenticity, which, you know, yeah. I mean that if, if nothing else, it's like what I was saying at the moment, I was genuinely feeling, mm -hmm. you know, and with emotional authority, it's like what I'm feeling now is my truth. Yeah. Right. It may not be my truth yep. tomorrow, but like right now, that's what I feel. So I think it's going to be a cool thing. Like, I wish that I could hear my mom talking when I was yeah. three years old. Yeah. You know, right. I know it would give so much more insight into like what they were going through and who they are, because it's like we never really know another person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like to see the evolution. Cause like literally I look back at myself this time last year, I was completely mm -hmm. different, mm -hmm. completely different. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting. So cool. Yeah. Well, yay. This has, yeah. I feel like this has been really fun. It has been fun. I love this. A good little stopping yeah. point. Yeah. Thank you so very much for tuning in to another episode of You Do Woo. I know that you already have a very full life and that there are literally millions of podcasts that you could be listening to. So I'm super grateful to you for being a loyal listener. And I'm so grateful for you sharing your favorite episodes with friends and family members. That is how we are able to serve more people and raise the collective consciousness and really get the word out on a bunch of these fun spiritual topics that we're talking about. I would love to connect with you. Send me a DM on Instagram at woo, all one word. I'd love to hear how you loved today's episode and just a little bit about you. I can't wait to connect. 
Another Sound Off Media Company podcast. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com.